There are things I want to say, but just can't quite express. Ruminations and meditations that I'm too afraid to address. Like the veil over my eyes that keeps me hidden from the stress. To the dark wishes that I'm fighting to suppress. Like the fear and anxiety that I'll constantly transgress. To the past expressions that I'm never going to confess. Like how everything I do gives me nothing but duress. To the unwavering ache and torment that's causing me to regress. I must profess. I desire to express my stress. Confess to address this abscess. To aim for excess and to stop living like a fucked up mess. Yes, I want to make progress. But there are just some things I can't quite express. So that's a poem from my latest book, Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly. It's out now as a paperback, ebook, hardcover, and audio. And since its release, it's received the stature of number one new release for Australian and Oceana poetry, which I'm <laughs> super excited and blown away by. Um, the feedback and the reviews and the purchases and the comments and everything has been exceptionally positive. So if you haven't yet grabbed a copy, please do so. People are loving it. I'm going to be sharing and talking about it a bit more over the next three, few episodes. So yeah, Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly. It's out now in whatever format you like. So yeah, grab a copy, give it a review, and let's keep this going because I think that this book can really help. Basically, it's an expression of writing therapy, an expression of me using words on a page to heal, to process, to grow, to recover, to just make sense of everything that's going on in my mind in the world and just to return to a sense of functionality and normality, which sort of segues into what I want to talk about in this podcast. One of the reasons for this podcast is to me to just sort of break down and discuss and express my response to what's happening in the world and my inner world might vary into politics, to psychology, to philosophy, to poetry, you know, it's all the P's. So what I wanted to sort of talk about is, and this is being recorded on the uh, 30th of March, 2022. And a couple of things are in the news. The main thing in the news is Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. And to me, it's an interesting thing because it, it, the the world has sort of, uh, it's been covered everywhere by everyone whilst a war is being raged. And don't get me wrong, it probably shouldn't have happened. It most certainly isn't justified. You know, I don't care how insulted you are. You don't just go up and hit someone in the face. You know, you do the adult thing and, you know, use your words. <laughs> um, because, you know, slapping someone in the face is quite extreme, particularly in a public sphere, particularly just out of the blue. And then to heckle, it's clear that Will Smith is not in a good way. But that's not really what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about is more the world's response. Everyone's talking about it. The implications. What does this mean for, 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 for talk shows and presentations? What does it mean for comedy? What does it mean for, uh, African American rights? What does it mean for, for our focus? And like, there's a, there's a whole variety of takes and everyone's got an opinion. 
But for me, it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's a level of violence and we shouldn't promote and encourage violence, but look at what's being done right now. You know what's more violent than a really mundane joke about alopecia, i.e. balding, <laughs> is a war. So, I, uh, the, the real crux of what I wanted to get into is the fact that the world feels like where no one, it, it feels like no one's living in the same universe. Or rather, there's a bunch of different universes that we're all living in simultaneously. I don't know if this is a measure of me being older or a measure of a technology or like a cross section between those two. But back when I was younger, it felt like society as a whole had less different camps, less different realities, less different viewpoints. You know, maybe I'm just sort of seeing things from an adult perspective and seeing the nuance, but I can't help but feel like it's due to the proliferation of technology. It is so possible to put ourselves into different camps, put ourselves into different focus points, to sort of segregate ourselves, to fall into echo chambers, to ostracize ourselves from every other group other than our own. You know, this causes us to listen to our own forms of media, things that we find entertaining. You know, back in the day, with free-to-air TV or, or cable TV, you had to ch- check in and tune in at a certain time. But now with YouTube and podcasts and all the other things we've got going, you can look up and listen to whatever you like, whenever you like, right? So we're not all watching and consuming and considering the same thing. The The music industry, for example, has become so, so broad. Yes, there's some mainstreamers, but in general, the the majority of people seem to have this really diverse, nuanced, specific taste. And the same thing's happening for for, for every form of entertainment. And, and you know, sort of back to the uh, back to the mainstream stars. I can't help but feel that the that the, the, there will be a dying breed of you know big, multi multi or massive massively hyped actors and actresses. I feel like that's going to die away over time because there'll be less uh, focal points. Maybe I'll be wrong, maybe not. But regardless, we all don't seem to be on the same page. We don't seem to be on the same page with with what's happening in the world, with the the narrative. And I'm not sure what to make of that because it... it becomes quite hard to have discussions with people because in the past we used to sort of agree on the event but then debate the narrative, debate the interpretation, debate the outcome, debate the response. But now with the rise of, say, fake news and, you know, opinions becoming more important than the event. You know what's more important? The the event that happened or the response to the event that happened. Because I tell you what, in response to the, you know, the controversy that is Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, people will face dire consequences beyond those two, beyond Will Smith's response, right? If you come out in support or against it, it will cost you, particularly if you're a public figure. If you're coming out and saying that, yes, he should have slapped him. I'm sta- he was standing up for his wife. It was, you know, chivalrous and should be done. 
there's going to be a lot of people that think you're quite insane <laughs> if you think that the joke was mundane. There will be people that will highlight, potentially rightly, potentially wrongly, that um, maybe he shouldn't have taken it that far, or maybe he should have taken it further and the joke was completely mundane, or maybe it was too much and there was a history. The point I'm making is as soon as you... As soon as you share an opinion on anything, you are put into a camp and people just block you off. I wrote a little haiku about this poem, a little haiku plus. I've been doing haikus on uh, Poetizer, basically as a way to uh, just respond to the, the current events and then make a little just comment about it. You know, and, and, and not to get too political, but the haiku was, Will Smith slaps Chris Rock. Innocents die in Ukraine. Which one matters more? And the little plus bit was, the world is outraged by a slap. Yeah, it's shocking and probably shouldn't have happened. Violence is rarely, if ever, the answer. Even if your wife's health condition has been insulted. But do you know what's more insulting? Dead children. You know what's more violent? Bullets. Anyone else think that it's time we got our priorities in order? So that's that was my response to it because, my God, <laughs> the coverage is just outlandishly lots. Comparatively, people seem more outraged by a slap, more debating by a slap than a unjustified war on a sovereign nation. <laughs> Now, I posted that uh, haiku and the little comments below to my social media, and a a friend and follower responded back saying, well, yeah, we should discuss it because it's highlighting that violence is inappropriate, basically saying like, you know, like if your kids were to do something violent, you wouldn't just let it go, even if it was just a slap. You know, we should dissect it and break it down because small issues of violence can lead to can can sort of you know, go down that slippery slope justifying larger forms of violence, i.e. it's all on the same spectrum. And that highlighted a good point. Because yeah, I watched the footage and it was <laughs> it was quite ridiculous. It was um seemed unjustified and like I said, perhaps Will Smith should have used his words to to express his displeasure. Maybe taking him taking Chris Rock aside and be like, hey, you know, I don't like appreciate this joke, this is history, yada yada. Maybe if you wanted to do an open letter or a public comment, but slapping someone in the face is just, wow. And it just, it, it was shocking. So, yeah, point taken. And I made, you know, I basically agreed with that and said, like, you know, yeah, I agree. Good points. And that's it. The reason I'm bringing this up is that I like to have strong opinions loosely held. Because that allows me to have my opinion changed. Now, someone might give me more information or more discussion on why exactly this is a big problem. Why exactly we should focus on it so much. Fair enough. But I can't help but feel that people are falling into a narrative. People are falling into the trap of the self-feeding social media cycle. In which people see a current event. And then they talk about it. Then everyone starts talking about it. It becomes this feedback loop. And it pulls everyone to be discussing this thing, all from separate camps, all yelling at each other. You know, like, yeah, we're talking about the same thing now, but no one's agreeing. No one's, no one's like, 
I know, it's just everyone seems like they're screaming at each other, all to the benefit of the advertisers on the social media platforms. Whereas if we could take some approach to actually just have some nuance, have some discussion, have the ability to say, hey, I was wrong, or hey, I didn't think about that, or hey, I'm not quite sure, perhaps we can be moved. I'm finding myself just frustrated by the world because this sort of, <laughs> I feel like there's an analogy between the, the the disparate nature of the world and the way this fragmentation feels and my own inner, inner sort of mind. One of the symptoms of uh, complex PTSD, you know, childhood trauma neglect is a fragmented mind, is this dissociative nature, is an inability to sort of feel whole. So I'm like, is, is it me? Is it is it me just sort of switching between pseudo-personalities? Or is it the world that's uh, increasingly fragmented? I was listening to a podcast highlighting between um, Noel Harari uh, and Sam Harris, and basically it was saying, well, what are some of the, you know, one of the, what are the positives, quote unquote, from the situation with Russia and Ukraine? And the answer was basically like, this might get us to focus our attentions on things that can actually matter, you know, actual real existential crises. You know, there's some things in the world that matter, but there are some things that really matter. Now, I'm going to say this from a perspective of I am one of these people. Okay, I have issues with my gender. I have issues with sexuality. I have issues with a stable sense of self. So I am well on that, um, the LGBTQ sort of spectrum, so to speak. However, with that said, those issues, whilst very important, while issues of identity are super important, while issues of sexuality and gender and that sort of stuff do matter and do need to be discussed and addressed. None of that will matter if there's a catastrophic war, right? Like the, 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 the bathroom that people go into or the debate around that bathroom won't be a consideration if the bathroom is destroyed by a bomb, right? It doesn't matter if a trans athlete is competing when the climate is in a perpetual cycle of self-destruction. Like, yeah, there's issues, but not every issue is the same level of importance. And like I said, I am a part of that. I don't know if it's an innate thing that I was born with or if it was due to trauma or some kind of cross-trigger between it, but I am seeing a therapist to help me process and reintegrate and deal with the way that I feel about myself, the way that I can respond to the world and all of these things. It is not an easy thing to process. It is confusing. It is confronting. It is hard. You know, I, 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 my sense of self shifts. I don't always feel whole. I don't always feel male. I don't always feel stable. It's a shifting sense of self and that's confusing. But that whole gender politics thing flies right over my head. And I think for a couple of reasons. Number one, I have more to identify with than my mental illness or than my gender. There's more in my life. I enjoy my writing, my online work, my martial arts, my family. All of these things I sort of hold closer to me than the importance of 
nutting down and defining exactly my pronouns and gender and where I fit on the LGBTQ spectrum and all of these sort of things. And also, I can't help but feel that none of that will matter if catastrophe happens. So, correct me if I'm wrong here, and I'm, I'm happy to have the debate. Like I said, strong opinions loosely had. If you disagree with anything I'm saying here, hit me up. Message me on social media at Zach P. Phillips and say, yo, you're wrong. This is why. And I'll listen to you. I, 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 I get, I, I just feel that like these, these things, you know, around, you know, race, gender, sexuality all get brought up all the time, but, and, 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 and something happens and people are triggered and that hurts. And I have been there and am there and it happens, you know, but yeah, Something with, you know, <laughs> Russia is invading a country in a way that hasn't happened for years. Yes, there's been wars. Yes, there's been conflicts. But not no one has really invaded their neighbor to claim that space, to, to take the land in aggression in this way. Yes, there have been wars. There have been conflicts. There have been civil wars. There have been terrorism. But this is something categorically different particularly when you add the explicit threat of nuclear war. Sorry to get dark, but but fuck me. Like, you know, I can't, I can't, um, uh, it, it doesn't sit, sit with me. So yeah, there will be trans athletes competing. Yeah, celebrities will have mental health problems that cause them to violently slap another celebrity. <sighs> yes, there will be controversies of people responding to other people. Don't we think we should focus on the existential crises? Shouldn't we be concerned about humanitarian and humanity as a species level problems? I don't know. But then I guess I, I, I flip back to the other perspective because, you know, I'm not that sta- <laughs> I'm not that consistent and stable, right? Because, yeah, we are able to hold multiple opinions in our mind. We are able to hold multiple issues in our mind. We are able to hold, you know, and consider multiple perspectives and all of those things all at once. And, yes, we can think about one thing and think about the other thing. I get it. I guess it just shocks me that more people are talking online and in real life about something that, to me, seems so insignificantly small, comparatively. Like I said, tell me. Tell me if I'm wrong, please. And it, it, you know, if, if, if society is all going to be brought together on something, surely we should be brought together on something more important. There's, 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 there's bigger, there's big issues and there's small issues. And I guess just because you're offended, just because someone's offended, just because something happens doesn't make, doesn't make it right doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't, it, offense doesn't mean anything other than you're offended. You know, there's more to, more to it than just that. Something I'm sort of been thinking about with the alopecia jokes from Chris Rock in general, right? If Will Smith hadn't have said anything, right? Let's just say he didn't go up and slap him. He didn't say anything. Nothing happened. And the night just went on as normal. Would anyone have 
mentioned anything about those jokes online, how they're offensive to the black community, how they're offensive to her, right? I think not. Would a massive deal have been made about how ridiculously insulting that joke was, how over the top and sort of a massive punch in the face and how Chris Rock's punching down from that joke. I can pretty certainly guarantee that it wouldn't have been mentioned. Or if it was, it would have been very, 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 very fringe. The reason that people are saying the the joke was too far is because of Will Smith's violent response. Right? He slapped it and was like, hey, don't, you know, don't fucking say this. And then people are going, oh, yeah, that joke was too harsh. But just step back, ignore Will Smith's response, and just look at the joke in general. It doesn't, it doesn't seem that extreme. It doesn't seem that extreme a joke. Maybe it was in bad taste, but, like, the job and the role of a MC at an event like the Oscars is to make jokes, is to highlight things. Apparently. He had that joke set up as a part of the rehearsals, and the people that were following the rehearsals, they're all laughing, right? No one there thought to pull him up on how quote-unquote offensive that joke was. Look, maybe I'm wrong. This isn't my lane. I am not a part of... <laughs> I'm not a female, despite feeling like it sometimes. I'm not a part of the African-American community. I don't know the ongoing history between all of those involved. But what I do see is that people are commenting on the joke like it's this big, massive insult only because of Will Smith's reaction. That, to me, seems to be justifying the slap, right? It's like, oh, he slapped it, therefore the joke must have certainly been bad. The alternative take is that, hey, Will Smith's in a bad way. He's clearly mentally unstable. Something's clearly going wrong because a sane, rational healthy person doesn't slap someone in the face and then heckle them. You know, what's what's more manly? What's more chivalrous? What's 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 a better leader? What's typically more masculine, right? Losing your temper, slapping someone in the face and then heckling them with a quivering lip? Or is it perhaps ignoring the person? Or maybe having a quiet conversation and pulling the person aside, doing it in private. Or maybe writing them a letter. I don't know. It seems like a calm, a person that's in calm control of their emotions can act in a way that's far more quote unquote protective of their partner. If I, if, if someone insulted my partner and I slapped them in the face, like she would be mortified. It would take it would take so, so, so much for me to step up to physical violence. It, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know if anyone could say any words to me to make me hit them, right? I just, I just don't know if that's possible. Unless those words were a direct threat upon my or my family's safety. Right? Like, if they're threatening me and I believe them willing and capable of carrying out that threat, then yeah, I might, I might get violent. Right? <laughs> Don't threaten me, bro. <laughs> but in terms of an insult, like, I, 
you know, you could listen to, play back, and just pick apart every single little bit of issues that I have with myself from my, you know, all of the stuff that I've put online. And I still don't think I would hit you. I just, I just don't, you know, the, the consequences are too high. If I hit you and physically hurt you, I now have to deal with the legal and mental ramifications of that. Maybe you press charges. If I injure you significantly, I now have to deal with the fact that I've injured someone significantly. He's like, oh yeah, you hit someone. In the moment, that sounds great. But what if you, if you hit someone and they fall to the ground and get, you know, king hit and hit their head on the ground and they die? Okay. You have to live with that. What about the legal ramifications, the psychological ramifications? What if I start a fight with you and you hit me back and now we're fighting and you hurt me physically, right? Before you get into a fight, consider the physical, mental, and legal ramifications of your actions. Which is the other interesting thing, right? He hits him and then goes back down and sits down like it's nothing. To me, I think if anyone's going to talk about everything, anything that should be Will Smith's fucking privilege, <laughs> that, that a rich and famous person can violently assault someone in public, on camera, and not be escorted out of the premises, not be arrested. <laughs> what? I don't know. That seems that seems a bit ridiculous. Like, what, what, what precedent is that teaching? So, look, I get it. And look- Beyond all of this, I'm a massive hypocrite because, yeah, I'm sort of being like, hey, we should be thinking of, you know, something more important. And yet here I am, like everyone else, talking about this problem, talking about this same old bullshit that's in the media. So, hey, getting those clickbaity, uh, <laughs> clickbaity clicks to see what, if in case people want to see what my opinion on the topic is, right? Ugh. Um, <laughs> it's part of the, um, the, the love hate relationship that I have with the online space with social media, with everything, because like, hey, I'm on there. It's the way to promote. I've got to do it. But then I'm feeding into the thing. So I don't know. It's finding that balance. But hey, maybe I can provide a little bit of nuance, a little bit of perspective, a little bit of whatever. Anyway, in other news, related news, because it's all related, right? Everything's connected. I will be starting or starting the process of starting EMDR. EMDR is a form of therapy to help people deal with and process trauma. Basically, you think of a an event from the past that you might not have let go of, and you recall it, and you recount it, and then you watch the therapist, and they're moving their fingers back and forth. And as you're recalling the trauma and discussing it, the eye movement helps unlock that memory and thus help you process that trauma. It doesn't get rid of the memory, but it helps it lose its hold. So I've, I've started discussing that process. I've got to sort of look back over my memories and sort of pick out the 10 worst memories that could become the target memories of what I'm going to look at. And I tell you what, it's, that approach is pretty terrifying. And after, uh, after that first session with my psych yesterday, I went back to my writing and wrote a couple of poems because that's what I do. I, uh, sit down in my room and write angsty poetry. <laughs> Actually, no, that time it was at the park. So yay, park poetry. Um, the reason I'm saying this is, you know, bringing it right back to the promotion of the book. Woo! Um, the book I wrote, Bound to the Rings of a Butterfly, the one that's doing exceptionally well, the one that you can buy now, hey, hey, is um, basically it will, the introduction sort of talks about the idea and sort of will get you writing. And the conclusion to the book gives the principles of, write, of, of writing therapy, you know, how to do it so you can do it for yourself. And the poems inside are 
you know, how I started this this podcast. They can't quite express. That's that's an example of the poetry. Some of them are quite long. Some of them are short. They're all different themed, but it's a useful skill. You know, like I know, I know that when I have a therapy session, I always plan ahead. It's like, okay, how I know this is going to impact me. I know that I'm going to be rocked in some capacity by this by this session. How can I best recover from being rocked? How can I best make use of my day? Okay, I'll make sure to meditate. I'll make sure to eat well. I'll make sure to go and do some training and exercise. I'll make sure to give myself time to write. And that's where a lot of the poetry's come. So I'll be, over time, sharing my poems on social media, on Poetizer, on a bunch of different places. But I'll also be um, sharing them here too. And yeah, maybe there'll be you know a second book coming up because, like I said, it's, it's a useful skill to have. Because if you think about it, what is therapy, right? What is friendship? A lot of the time, it's just us expressing ourselves verbally and the other person just listening. Well, the page is the best listener, right? It doesn't judge. It's got the perfect memory. It's always available. And you can throw it out afterwards, right? It's, 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 it's amazing. And it gives you a tool to change and express and process. If something happens to you or if you're, you know, actually happens in the sense of like, you know, some sort of trauma, some sort of event, some sort of unpleasantness happens, you can process it. But if you just get overwhelmed, it helps you to process it because you're addressing it, you're writing it down, you're getting the thoughts out, you're opening yourself up, you're shining light on those inner demons. And then when the words are on the page, you can tweak and play and process to express yourselves in the best way possible to really just nut down on that um, emotion or theme. If that poem can't quite express that I read out at the start. It's like, how can you express that feeling of like neglect and trauma, that thing that you can't quite put your finger on that's impacting you? Well, I can't quite express whatever that is, but I can express how I can't express it, right? And that whole process is very mindful in a way because you're really leaning into and feeling and focusing on the, the emotion, focusing on the reality of what it is, focusing on exactly what is going on and you're letting it sort of burn through you and you're letting it heal you're letting it grow so like i said i'm going to sort of um, slowly release more poems you can grab a copy as a paperback ebook audio and hardcover please do grab a coffee copy <laughs> grab a coffee too um, and if you do so give me a review share it around let people know i my goal with this book is to make it a bestseller it's already the number one australian an Oceana release, so let's get it to best-selling status. And to do that, I need your help. I need your help to grab a copy. The ebook is only a couple of bucks. Um, your audio book won't be too much either. Grab a copy, review it, and yeah, let's let's pump this thing because it will help you. It'll help other people, and you know I'm actually super proud of it, and I'm really super proud of stuff. So thank you, and yeah, let's try and stay sane because um, <laughs> the world's a little bit insane in the moment, right? Catch gotcha. up.